is the Rao Kulusu uh, from my BFL club. Uh, we are opening our regular room on burnout and stress uh, with some hacks from the ancient wisdom uh, for our modern problems. Today happened to be Bhagavad Gita Jayanti, they call it. Uh, this was the day when um, that uh, great poem was uh, uh, supposed to have been uh, said by the uh, divine form of Krishna to Arjuna. And that text has got special meaning for a uh, lot of people, not just Hindus, but other people also, because uh, that has got some life's truths that people can explore. And I found that very fascinating text because uh, um, Gandhi himself uh, used it as a reference for, the, for his life. And so I thought I will take that a little bit and talk about a few words about how I feel about it and uh, what the text has a, a role in our modern life. Uh, one thing really comes up in uh, Bhagavad Gita is he talks about desire. Uh, not having the desire is not the thing, but not having the rampant desire whereby it has evolved into uh, this consumerism, commercialism, too many things and uh, to the extent that we are spoiling our earth, which is uh, going to be sustaining our life. But uh, now it's a question whether human kind will uh, last long. Uh, they are trying to do some things, but it's not really uh, looking good with the way the all the countries are meeting and not coming up with any particular uh, so, solutions for the pollution, for the global heat, but the tremendous uh, turbulent weather. <clears throat> it seems each year this intensity of the storms is getting worse. There are fire and uh, you know forest fires everywhere. Um, and people are having flooding, uh, lots of problems, right? So we are seeing them with our own eyes, you know. So they trace it to the human activity and then human uh, rampant desire, you know, to, to have things outside. It's not just necessities, it's a lot of uh, plastic, a lot of uh, pollutions from the companies and all that thing, you know. Uh, people who do them, they are not even aware that they are doing that kind of damage. They just think uh, life for the few years. Uh, of them is enough. Uh, if you have those things for those few years, that is enough. That's their thinking, right? That's one area. Uh, India is also contributing uh, significantly to the pollution of the world, and that's why a uh, lot of scholars, both Indian and also here, they were saying India should fall back on their great message from the Bhagavad Gita and really uh, examine whether the rampant desire is good for us or not. You know, that's one lesson definitely applicable to us. The other thing is uh, <coughs> this uh, killing of animals, uh, of course, uh, uh, pandemics like this happen because we have crossover to the uh, animals uh, abroad and then we are disturbing their uh, house, to say, and then invading into the far corners of the globe and then killing them and also bringing the all the viruses cross over to the animals and then they are crossing over to us and we are paying heavy price for it. So the other thing was 
the vegetarian diet was not just for being healthy but also being kind and compassionate to the animals and we are not uh, being compassionate to animals and we are doing a lot of dastardly thing to them when they are dying um, they go through a lot of suffering that also we have to take into account uh, even in india the vegetarians are going down in number uh, whereas in west uh, more people are trying to look into the vegetarianism so they were asking india to measure up to their own uh, ancient texts and the lessons they learned from them uh, i kind of agree with that because um, if you look at the modern india um, the rampant uh, materialism and the man rampant uh, desire is evident and when they take up this uh, producing cars and all that they have no stoppage they are producing so many pollutants uh, in the air by uh, so many cars in delhi or any other place and there the air is so unbreathable they have to close it down you know uh, so it is a kind of uh, uh, that was going on all the time you know so <clears throat> those kind of major problems can be seen but also if you look at uh, what did he say about uh, how do you handle life how do you handle your work how do you handle your diet how do you handle your mind you know there were all some uh, questions that we could revisit and learn a lot from that i believe you know for example um, he talked about work because you do the work as a duty duty for the sake of duty not for the sake of any rewards or any results but do it just because you have to do it you know uh, that eliminates ego that eliminates profits too the bane of the modern civilization not one country everybody you know all over the world people are egotistical and they you know they not sure that without them knowing and also they are looking for the profits and the results of the work you know <clears throat> why he said that was because if you take uh, any work if you focus on the goal rather than the process then you are losing sight of the process and you are doing it's kind of faulty so when you do it do it with complete attention complete uh, focus on that thereby it is done properly and the results are automatic and then it may result in a very flow in work and you become less stressed that way so there is a lot in that you know um, that is called uh, karma yoga in their language but that karma yoga has sakama karma yoga where you can expect results you can expect fruit but then you go on doing that again and again but nishkam karma yoga is said to lead you to deliverance you know what it is is when you do the work for the work's sake and without having the any fruits or result or without having the agency that is nishkam karma yoga then what happens is you are gotten rid of the selfishness from your heart from your mind thereby your mind gets purified and that will be uh, easy for it to receive the higher knowledge of uh, higher planes where uh, you can uh, really understand what is life why we have to turn inside and where if the mind is liberated from its own bondage 
and then you are in the telegram. That was the message. Anyway, there are, the main aim of the uh, book is to tell you that there is uh, right knowledge and wrong knowledge. Right knowledge is for the human beings. We can ask this question. Who am I? Where did I come from? What is the origin of me? Where I am going? What is death? All those existential issues kind of answered from the ancient texts of Vedas and Upanishads. And Bhagavad Gita is like a summary of Upanishads. So they will tell you, you have a body and a mind. But if you think you are just body and mind, then you are uneducated about that. But if you know that the living spirit that is in you gives you the all the all the uh, life to the body and the mind so you have to identify with that have a distance from the body and the mind to your living spirit once you realize that and stay in the living spirit then all the suffering of the body and mind really do not touch you that is the essence of it and towards that they have uh, two yogas one is action yoga another was inaction yoga inaction means they don't do anything but they just sit down and turn inside meditate and realize this uh, living spirit within them and they're stationed there um, they are very uh, blissful conscious beings but not everybody can do that that's a very tough thing that's why they said while you are working while you are in action while you are making a living while you are living among the householders uh, that is when you want to understand what is the right way to do the work so that my mind is purified, so the mind is ready for this kind of knowledge later in life and then turn towards the divinity inside, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, if you just take, just checking the job, like the doctors uh, during the pandemic, they were uh, really having problems of working and that's when a cardiologist uh, who is also into the ancient wisdom, uh, somebody else uh, wrote an article. In that article, uh, she kind of quite uh, quotes this uh, central character in the Bhagavad Gita, the warrior prince who listened to the Bhagavad Gita from Krishna, right? That his name is Arjuna. And they said, you should be like Arjuna. What happened to Arjuna was, initially he was very reluctant to go and do the war because he sees all his... Uh, Kit and kin, your brothers, his uh, cousins, his grandpa, his uh, uh, teacher, everybody on the opposite side. He is supposed to go and kill them. And he gets very despondent. How can I kill my own people? I don't want all these things. But then he says, no, you got to go and do your duty because you are a warrior. You are a warrior prince. That means you are a leader of the people and you have to show them that you are going to restore the order because these people are involved in doing things that are not uh, really right so now you punish them and you eliminate them and then uh, you restore the order in the kingdom among the men among the people so that uh, people will live in an orderly way that was his job as a king that was his job to do that so he has to do that because the duty for the sake of duty that was the message you know and then what did Krishna say that turned this man around was the whole thing. He said that you have to do this job because you dharma. That means your own job. If you don't do it, and you will not be appreciated by anybody. 
you will be losing your place in the society not only that but you have not helped the orderliness of the universe you know so everybody has to do according to what the job was allocated to them by the society or they they chose it and they have to so the doctor was told you do your job because this pandemic is not your creation it has come by really worrying inside you cannot do anything about it but by understanding the whole pandemic as the event happened to the humanity and we are part of uh, you know healers in that and we do our job you know and then with that article there are a lot more things that they talked about about the stress management for example you know they said stress in daily life happens mainly because you don't have food to eat or you have to end the food by doing something while doing something that may not appeal to you and that may be something other people may give you a lot of stress about you know so you want to understand what's the role of food how could how to make the food uh, you know nutritious but at the same time timely but at the same time you know reasonable enough. you don't have to accumulate millions of dollars to have food okay so food is essential that's true eat eat food and then so work move that was always the message of krishna you know no matter how much you have whatever you have to work and that's that means be active and then uh, while at work you know maintain equanimity to both victories and defeats and that is something very very important and he also talks about having the skill in action where you are focusing on the process rather than the goal you can have a goal but don't be on the goal pay attention to what you are doing here and now uh, suppose you are seeing a patient in the morning pay attention to the patient uh, in the morning uh, what is happening with him not think about what is going to happen uh, later in the afternoon or uh, something else you know like that he kind of teaches you that skill in action where you are together with your body and mind and spirit and completely harmonized in you work so there are certain things uh, he talks about uh, controlling the mind for example you know at one time the warrior asks krishna you say i have to meditate but the mind is like wind it goes all over how can i really do that you know then he says yeah it is it goes like a wind i accept that but you can do practice and also you can develop this passion to the things that really do not matter so what does it mean first find out what is important in life what is most relevant or that is going to stay for long time that is important for our life only deal with those rest of them have the discrimination of what is temporary what is not real what is not really important in life and let it go and that kind of practice is good and the practice of the uh, doing the work also keeping the mind here in the center and then when it goes all over bring it back you can do breathing exercises to get you centered and then always want to practice being centered those kind of things if you do mind will be under control and you will be able to focus on the jobs you want to do you know so there are so many other things that go on uh, in the daily life you know um, people uh, uh, don't appreciate how many things uh, bhagavad gita teaches
Bhagavad Gita cannot be read like a novel or a non-fiction book that one sitting and then expect uh, to assimilate all the truths of life that they went about. This was examined by many scholars around the world and there were so many Americans that were uh, founding fathers found solace in this uh, uh, lessons of uh, Bhagavad Gita. Uh, that was there, uh, Schottenheimer for example, you know, and people quoted Bhagavad Gita when they saw the nuclear blast, the scientists. You know? I can quote like anything, but basically I don't approach this as a Hindu text or a religious text. I approach more like a uh, wisdom passed down by the real uh, uh, extraordinary uh, uh, consciousness that is given to us understanding the interior of the human beings, how we function and all that. So that way it's very good. But then you can also be a religious Hindu and very devoted to Krishna and that way also you are delivered. So you know, either way, uh, Krishna is a remarkable figure and what transpires between them is a, a mirror of all the struggles human beings go through in their life. Uh, not only material, all the way into the interior and our interaction between societies, everything is there, you know. Uh, so people use this more like a reference. Whenever you have a problem, you can go and see certain uh, uh, areas where he discusses this and then it will be really enlightening when they are in the trouble and they want solution, they go and look at it. Uh, Gandhi um, the national figure of India, he did that. He used this as a reference book whenever he has freedom struggle problems or family problems or any number of problems he has, he looked for it and then he understood it and he worked uh, like a true Nishkam Karma Yogi. That means I'm going to do my duty of fighting the um, uh, freedom struggle, but I'm not going to expect or receive any of the fruits. So when the whole struggle ended up in independence to India, he could have become the Prime Minister or President very easily. But he didn't want any of that. He would just want to be spiritual and just meditate and find out the God about and all that. He was in that spiritual way. So he doesn't want any external thing. He wanted to be a simple life, higher thinking in the mind and the higher thinking influenced by Bhagavad Gita. So there are so many examples like that. People use it, you know. Uh, I have a slide where they tell you, uh, suppose you take uh, anger as a problem. What chapter, what kind of verse has uh, uh, some message about that? Suppose you say, I have anxiety, then you have that. See, that slide maybe, maybe I'll post it on the Instagram. Maybe people can look at it and then try see what those answers match you or not. Uh, you can also ask me about that, what I think uh, from my understanding, I will tell you what, what is that. But basically, it's a text of enormous depth. You will be reading it all through your life, still you have to read, you know. So, but if you understand it a little bit also, you can see the benefits very easily. Like I said about the pandemic, about the, uh, about the vegetarianism, about uh, consumerism, all those things are relevant problems. For example, our burnout is mainly because people don't know how to handle their mind. So by sitting down with your back erect, eyes closed, 
and then you kind of focus on your breath is coming and going and then you become the witness of the breath and also the thoughts then thoughts will slow down then if they go all over then bring them back to the breathing so that is center that is the practice he was talking about and also if you are worried too much about uh, things then reflect on are they really important things that you are worried about or trivial things if they are trivial let them go that is the vairagya that is the dispassion he was talking about if you can do that lot of burner people will be rid of their mental stress that can be. it teaches you lot of things you know so i thought i will mention that on the occasion of this birthday of the bhagavad gita and you are welcome to ask me any questions or participate in any discussion you know um, so anybody wants to come up he is there i don't know she wants to come up or not let me invite her anybody else wants to come up please raise your hand and you can bring your hand there are people on the instagram you can also ask me questions through comments or coming up live um, that's also okay too i kind of talked uh, this morning with somebody else and uh, i kind of told them some take home points that you can uh, understand and uh, from the bhagavad gita that may be useful for anybody you know uh, so basically uh, what do it as a duty and uh, uh, don't look for the results or the fruits of the work and don't have this uh, sense of i am doing it but it is being done through you by the universe you know and then uh, always have the food that is uh, uh, really uh, vital and energetic nutritious uh, juicy fruits he recommends you know and also breathing is something you use to really quiet your mind down and devotion and also maintain the energy because you are always in the present not in the future not in the past you know that kind of so uh, anyway i this is more like a discussion is more not like a uh, some things that i have to um, give you anything but you know people who are interested in those uh, problem solution what did the, that book say that may be interesting slide i'm going to post on the instagram later on okay so uh, with that i welcome you guys to come up and post some uh, comments or discussion on this whatever i spoke so far okay kathy is here nahid is here he is here uh, let's start the time maybe people will come later on and meanwhile we can initiate the discussion Hi. Hi, Dr. Rao. How are you? I'm good, Nahid. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Okay. Nice to be here with you. Yeah. I actually just joined the room, so I didn't have, uh, I wasn't here for, yeah. I don't know if you shared anything so far, but I just yeah. wanted to. I was uh, talking about this uh, great book that uh, they have in India. It's called the Bhagavad Gita. You must have heard of that, right? Um, that is a book. millions of people uh, uh, you know have read and try to understand it takes years and even the scientists even the american founding fathers they all found use in that book you know 
that's like a reference book for the life's problem and stress management is something somebody asked me to talk about so i was talking about that you know basically they said how do you approach to your work how do you uh, manage your mind how do you manage your stress as a whole how do you manage your health or your mood anything you take you can go and reference to the book they have answers there they were not supposed to be only one particular religion this was human interior i found a lot of psychological suggestions that were very useful for my patients also you know but i didn't take the book and go to them but what i learned gave me some insights into human interior and i was able to talk to that you know um for example desire you know that desire it makes us be this consumers you know rampant desire he is not talking about you know normal desire he is talking about uh, rampant desire that we have and that can be uh, leading to this excessive consumerism commercialism and then spoiling the planet you know um, they were uh, always talking about human being is somebody uh, who has all this interior uh, uh, that is uh, capable of looking at itself you can ask right well, who are we where did we come from what is going to happen animals cannot ask but we can ask and then we can go probing our consciousness and find answers and be peaceful that way you know so he was always elevating that that is the right way for the human being to be that's the purpose why the human being and people did that you know well, only few but people did that they kind of retired from everything and then they just sat uh, in the caves or forests and they but that was not the thing he was it was relevant to us whoever is in the world whoever doing the regular jobs and all that can you be stress free can you be joyful in your work can you contribute to your family or society and all that without being burned out those kind of things i'm interested in that is what i was presenting here too you know um so that was uh, i mean i told you very briefly but i talked a half an hour probably on that um but then i have been talking about this for years you know and it has benefited me personally immensely and i am not like a ritualistic practicing religion or anything like that because i don't belong to any religion in my mind i don't belong to any country also in my mind i kind of look at one human tribe one humanity one consciousness and we have the same problems you know so nahid now you have a jest of it what do you think <laughs> i think it's beautiful yeah i'm sad that i missed a lot of the beginning of your conversation i so is this from hinduism or which book is this that you're referring to yeah this is you know hinduism is not i go by what i go by is the ancient uh, books that were written Uh, and then later on people called that hinduism but they, if you go to the original ancient they talked about human being all over mm-hmm. so that's the difference because if i go saying that i belong to this religion and all that then i'll miss how they came to those truths that they came they talked about not the belief in particular system but inquiry into the question like science right we have problem we want to question it we want to investigate and find the truths you know and then we test it right. 
those these people what they call inquiry into the questions that we have you know inquiry into the uh, ways that we have they have this uh, very good system what's called satsang suppose nahid and me we meet we don't know anything about each other we don't to bring our social political economic state into that but we present each other with our intelligence a problem and the conditions are don't go back into the memory don't project it but use your intelligence to probe this question here and now then what happens is our minds open up it's not i'm talking from uh, um, being a hindu this is the fundamental thinking and you have to agree not at all you got to listen and then question it so that's like a really inquiry into the truth of it not because somebody said this is the truth don't accept it unless your intelligence says this is so or don't accept it unless you have investigated though they did that thousands of years now it's not even a few years so there were so many arguments that were presented uh, and then uh, once you un- uh, read that they are so logical for example uh, they kind of uh, said okay you can live four ways you know one is you can do a job make money and live with it that's one thing that's fine but if it is done in a right way not stealing from people or being corrupt or on all those things you know and the other thing is you can also have desires as a human being a normal family normal desires and they're okay but if you do to a degree that is harmful not only to you but to the society that is the limitation you know but we can see any number of people making lot of money but at the end of it they are not happy with it they are empty 